Great to have you out tonight. And, uh, you know, we believe every year that we're here, God has something fresh for us. Every time someone comes, they have something fresh for us. And God has placed us here in Hawke's Bay, given us a challenge of breaking through apathy and indifference, of breaking through resistance, unbelief, of breaking through and showing people that we can be better than we've been, that we can come to another level. And uh, people in Hawke's Bay need to know that. We're just reading in the paper just the, the, uh, the suicide rate is one of the highest in the nation, if not the highest in the nation, and uh, tremendous problems. But the key problem and the key issue is lack of purpose. Lack of a clear focus, lack of a clear purpose. And that's what the church can give them. That's what Jesus Christ can give them. So we're called to carry and impart vision, purpose into the lives of people around us. And uh, so every, we, we face a challenge. And <clears throat> this year God wants us to be bigger. Well, that went down really well. Obviously, you haven't settled for... All right, this year you have chosen to be smaller. <laughs> See, the thing is, if we don't choose to grow and to be enlarged, we will shrink. It's the reality of it here. You know, we, we, I've got a joke when I want to the past about the great New Zealand shrinking machine. And the reality is that if we let it, we will be shrunk down to as small as everyone else's. And so if we're going to grow and expand, have increasing influence, we've got to grow, we've got to enlarge. Every aspect of our life has got to grow and expand. So you can't settle down for where you were last year. We have to grow. So this year, uh, the Lord spoke to us about three areas that we need to really cultivate. One is fresh passion for him, a fire, an ignited fire, fresh passion, fresh love, fresh intimacy with him, fresh connecting to him. So one of the things that I want all of us to be focusing on this year is, uh, is our relationship with Jesus so that we're in love with him afresh, we can talk about him easily, we're connecting with him, engaging him in our times of worship, we're passionate about praying, passionate about being with him, and there's just a love to be in his presence. Now that, that will impact the whole church. If we've got all the leaders wanting to pull the presence of God and to come in and then release what he's got into the media, it brings something into the church and I'm believing we're going to experience and see greater levels of his presence this year but we have to do something it doesn't just come because we because God said it was going to come it comes because we actually heard the word responded and stood up in our times of prayer personally and in the and in the meetings uh, second area we spoke of was in uh, was the area of revelation of the supernatural God's wanting to increase the supernatural around our life that means starting to flow again prophetically so through the year you're going to hear different prophets coming in you're going to hear prophetic flows and you'll find it'll begin to stir something in the church. It'll stir something in you. It'll stir something in the atmosphere around us. So we have to uh, uh, in our own lives be determined that we're going to break out of comfort zone. Supernatural is normal. Non-supernatural is backslidden. And we think because, well, we're, you know, <clears throat> we're in Bay City that we're not a backslidden person, but we can be here and be very backslidden full of our own ways. The backslider is filled with his own ways. So we don't want to be like that. We want to be passionate. We want to be open to receive from God and beginning to cry to the Lord for more, beginning to hunger for more and positioning ourselves to step out and start to work and exercise what we have. God, take the gifts that we know and can use, begin to explore how we can develop them. And then the other area was the area of enlargement. God wants us to enlarge. So this year is a year of enlargement for every one of us. Enlargement. In, uh, well, how does enlargement take place? Well, I'm sure you probably hear something about it tonight, so I'll give it all away. <clears throat> but it requires a decision. Decision. You won't stay at the level you are, that you will actually determine in, in thinking, in the way we think, the way we are dealing with our emotions, dealing with our inner man, that we will make choices to grow. Grow in our giving to people, grow in our loving people, grow in our serving people, grow in our capacity to welcome different people, getting out of your comfort zone. 
unless we choose to break out of comfort zones, we will not enlarge. Enlargement essentially does involve getting out of the comfort zone to stretch, to think, and to do things you haven't done before. So, so just plan. You can do some things you never did before. And uh, if they don't work, don't worry about it. Just say, well, that was something that didn't work, but at least I stretched out. I had another guy. I like the feeling. I like the feel of the adrenaline rush of having to depend on God. See, and this is the thing that, uh, that we've got to guard, that having begun in faith, we don't draw back to working in what's safe. So we don't actually need God. We have to continue to stretch out so we're needing God all the time. So this year, a year of enlargement, and I'm believing and praying that uh, I'll enlarge, that you will enlarge, that all of us will enlarge, because we can't stay like we are. We have to enlarge, have to grow. Amen. Well, you're going to enjoy Christian tonight, and uh, I want you just really, really open to receive him. He comes uh, from Christian City Church, from under Phil Pringle's ministry, and uh, everyone knows of Phil Pringle, of course, worldwide, uh, world, known the world over as a tremendous leader, tremendous visionary, tremendous uh, man of the Holy Ghost, man of relationship, and so that's over his church, over the ministries in his church, and Christians come up under Jürgen. How many remember Jürgen from New Zealand? That's great. So he carries something of Jürgen's uh, mantle and, and, uh, and love, and and belief in people. And uh, so you're gonna, I know you're going to enjoy him tonight. Now, one of the things is to recognize that he has things that we need. So what I want you to do is to stay open while he's speaking and ministering and not try and measure up or weigh up everything that he said, but actually open to what God wants to speak to us about enlarging. Because uh, in Australia, they have grown their youth group from about 40 to over 1,000. You can't do that unless you decided you were going to make some changes. See? And so everyone said 40 was big, and now 1,000 is too small. And so the next target is 10,000. So we need that the kinds of thinking. Now, you understand, I'm not just talking about God working. I'm talking about the kind of thinking that brings about enlargement. Now, remember that you're in an environment that thinks small and wants to keep you small. Therefore, if you want to grow, you've got to be exposed continually to thinkers that think different. And so when you think, so tonight, uh, as you hear some things, you may find yourself reacting in it or whatever. I don't want you to react. I want you just to think differently. Because if you keep thinking the same, you'll stay the same. So we have to be open. And so uh, in asking Christian over, we didn't ask him over as a youth minister to minister to youth. We asked him over as a competent leader, a man who has raised two people from the dead and seen many other miracles in the marketplace, who has moved out into some areas where we haven't moved and need to move to enlarge. See, so I want you to, uh, in a moment, we're going to just give him a great welcome. He's a married man, been married about nine years. They've got two children, is it? Three children? Two children. Eh? Three. Oh, I felt a prophecy coming. <laughs> I lay hands, mate. We've got an anointing here to make it happen. <laughs> but uh, he's... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not after a trip like this to New Zealand. We'll pray for you, brother. But uh, he's, uh, he comes with a uh, tremendous... Uh, uh, experience around his life of working with young people. Young people are some of the most difficult ones to work with. If they, they either like you or they don't like you. If they don't like you, you're done. And uh, adults are polite and nice and just hold themselves back. But young people, they say, they don't like you. This sucks and they're gone. So if you've got to build a thousand young people, you've got to really be doing some right things, okay? And so it's not all just about what God does. It's about us also growing in God in our capacity to work with people. So let's give Christian a fantastic welcome as he comes. God bless you. Fantastic. 
Come on, Ozzy. Has anybody heard how the uh, we've gone in the? Uh, no. Okay. So the basketball and the hockey, I think it was. How is everybody doing? To yeah, I'm outnumbered, and I believe we've got a karate champion somewhere here. So. Oh, it's good. It's so good to be here. And I want to thank you so much for having me in, in this amazing church. Uh, I just feel like I'm at home. I really do. I feel like um, I'm in a place where I'm loved and accepted. You're going to bring stuff out of me. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to your amazing leaders and to, to Dave and Kate. Thanks for looking after me. Uh, and I really feel I've got a word from God for you guys tonight in regards to this house, in regards to your future, what God wants to do, how he wants to enlarge you and use you uh, and take you into the future that he has for this church. Uh, and it's a big future and it's a bright future and it's a good future. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me just let me just read quickly Isaiah 54, just about enlargement. It's what we shared today, but then I'm going to get into uh, the word that I believe God's given me for you guys tonight. And uh, uh, like Pastor Mike was saying, you know, I, I joined Triple C 13 years ago, and and pretty well stepped straight into a form of ministry 12 and a half years ago. Worked with the youth ministry there. Uh, served under Pastor Phil Pringle, who is just a phenomenal man of God, and it's an honour to serve on his team. Uh, been on staff there for five years. Uh, get to travel a little bit, speak at conferences. Uh, you know, just just do the church thing, and and it's phenomenal. We uh, I, I oversee the 25s plus ministry at church, so 25 to 35s. Uh, I I do have a beautiful wife, Melissa. Been married for nine years. Two little kids, Noah and Ella. Noah's three years old. And as soon as I stepped, stepped off the plane, I gave him a call. I said, Daddy, are you coming home yet? And that was before I even got here. Uh, and a little girl, Ella, that's 10 months old, and she's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I, I'm just excited. I'm excited. And I've got to tell you, as we were praying there before, the Holy Ghost is going to hit this place and your lives are going to be changed. You cannot rem remain the same in the presence of the Holy Ghost. You cannot remain the same in the presence of God. And I tell you, as of even this night, you're going to go away changed and different with a bigger capacity, a bigger anointing upon your life and the ability to go and walk into situations and see them changed by the power of God that's on your life. Amen. Isaiah 54 says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, of the married woman says the Lord. Verse number two. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall. Everybody say, I shall. This is the word of God saying, expand. And this is saying, I, you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited and the word that i hear in my spirit tonight is get ready get ready get ready for what god is about to do in this place get ready make yourself ready be prepared get prepared do whatever it takes to be in readiness for the coming of god i tell you because the spirit of god is about to hit this place and bring change like you've expected and like you've seen but exceeding that expectation and exceeding the vision that you've had for what god because i tell you napier and hastings are about to experience something and they're going to experience it through you guys god is looking for a people that will rise up and and i'm, I'm preaching to the choir i'm preaching to, to converted you are the leaders you are the soldiers and the servants in the house. But right now, I believe God is expecting of you something more. Right now, God is if you will press in a little more, if you will seek me a little more, if you will listen closely to what I've, I've got for you, I'm going to take you to a new place. And, um, and as I was praying earlier this afternoon, it was, I saw what was like a vision of a mushroom cloud. And it was like a Holy Ghost bomb had dropped on this place. 
and, and this mushroom cloud of the power of God, of the Holy Spirit was seen far and wide and it was catching the attention of people far away and they were flocking to see what, and, and right at the epicenter of where that bomb was dropped was, was this church. It was right in the center of this place. And I'm going to share this tomorrow at church. But it's like, oh, there's going to be a Holy, Holy Ghost bomb that goes off. And it's going to touch people far and wide. And uh, Pastor Mike, I, I, I believe that you're going to have over 1,500 people within three years. God spoke to me about increase. He spoke to me and said, why do we need to be prepared? Why do we need to be readied? Why need to, do we need to press in more to the things of God and incline our ear to what he's saying? Because there's going to be increase. And when there's increase, there's change. When there's increase, there's more, more expected of us. You know, to much has been given, much will be required. And, and I tell you, it's an exciting day. It's a very exciting day. And uh, I believe change is coming and God is about to establish people in this house. God is about to establish you in a new role, carrying a new mantle, walking with new vision, fresh vision for tomorrow, for, for beyond today. Um, and he's about to set people loose in this house. Some of you sit there in a position today that you won't be in tomorrow. That's why you need to ready yourself. That's not why you need to be prepared, listening to what God says. And I shared it today, but in Revelation it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God is wanting to speak to his people all around the globe. Any person that will put their hand up and say, Here I am, use me, he will speak to. And he'll speak to clearly. And he'll speak to articulately. You'll be able to understand. You see, the mysteries of God are made clear to the person that listens. The mysteries of God that sit there and say, God, if you'll speak to me, if you'll, if you'll lead me, if you'll guide me, speak to me. He, he speaks and it's clear and it's, you can understand it. Um, God communicates very clearly with his people. I'm going to flow in a minute, but I just wanted to kind of get some of these things. Um, and you're, I believe that you're entering not only into a season of preparation for what is God, God is planning to do for this church, but also a season of discipline. And, uh, you know, talking before, I think about... Um, uh, expansion and growth and all these things and Pastor Mike, well that went down well do you know, I believe this, you're going to enter into a season and, and I'd speak to you a little toughly, you know, like this a little strongly tonight, a little directly, because I believe it's what God has for you, God has increase God has enlargement, God has a, a bigger thing for all of you here tonight and, uh, and, and the reason I believe I'd speak to you like this is because God knows that you can handle it God knows that you can take it and you can take it with a heart that I'm saying it. It's a, out of a heart of love. You see, because 60,000 people in Napier, 60,000 people in Hastings, people need to get saved. People need the church to rise. People need the church to be a, a church of strength. You know, what does it say in Psalm 91? Uh, those who abide in the shelter, uh, you know, those who, who dwell in the shelter of the Almighty can, you know, abide under the shelter of his wings. That, they, that God is wanting this place to be a place of shelter, a place of refuge, a place where people that are hurt can come, a place where people that are not accepted by the world can come, a place where people are hurting can come and they can find answers. And uh, God, God spoke a word to my spirit in 1996, and it was this, that it was while I was at Bible college, and it's, the eyes of the blind will be opened when their faith lines up with the will of God for their life. I'll say that again, it's, the eyes of the blind will be opened when their faith lines up with the will of God for their life. You see, a lot of times we walk around blind to the things of God, blind to the plans of God. We, we see the vision of the house, so we, you know, we, we've got a certain vision for our future, but it's not actually what God has for us, because God has a bigger thing. And sometimes it takes us allowing our faith levels to rise, which is what I believe is going to happen tonight. And when we let our faith levels rise to the will of God for our life, then we start to see what God has for our life, not just the plans that we have for our life. And... Um, you know, I was sharing today, this morning about Jeremiah 29. It says, um, Behold, uh, 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Well, I believe that God's going to increase you. And he's going to increase you in prosperity. He's going to increase you in the plans that he has for your life as of this night. Amen? Here's the deal. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. It says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Verse number five. But you be watchful. In all things endure afflictions. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. I believe this evening that the God will be saying to every one of you here, preach the word. Be ready in and out of season. Where you are today, right now where you are, you can preach the word. Preaching the word isn't always standing behind a pulpit preaching the word. Preaching the word is doing what you do in the house as part of this team and doing it well. Making it that this ministry can be the excellent ministry that it is. And uh, as you do that, as you preach the word and you're ready in and out of season, you know, it's not always easy because circumstance doesn't always allow us, you know, to be in the best frame of mind. Or, you know, but it's, be joyful always. Be joyful always. Rejoice always. Pray without sin. Give thanks in all circumstances. God is looking for a people that are, re- are ready at the drop of a hat. When he speaks to you, you're ready and available. Here I am, Lord, send me. When he says, you know, when, when pastor says to you, I want you to do this, not a drama. Uh, you know, I, I want you to get up and do the offering announcement. That's okay. I'm ready for that. I've prepared a word. I'm ready in and out of season. I don't know when, it, when it's going to be called upon, but I'm going to be ready when I am called upon. It's, it's having a heart of readiness. It's an attitude that we carry around in life. And I might share on it tomorrow, but Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, there's not a self-reliance, it's a God-reliance. And as great leaders, as leaders that are progressive, as leaders that are going to move the church forward into what God has for us, the bigger thing, the new thing, the increased thing, we need to have that attitude and that God-reliance. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter what's put before me, I can do it. It doesn't matter what challenge I face, I, I, can, I can take it head on and I can win. You know, the Bible says that we're more than overcomers through Christ. That it's not, in, you know, and I love it, David taking on Goliath, and, I, and we, were, we were sharing this today, but it was when the whole army of Israel would retreat, he said, let no, my, no man's heart um, fail because of him, because of this, this giant. He said, I will go. Give me, the, you know, give me the opportunity. I'll take down. It was, it was the I. He realized the power of one. You, you don't understand the, the power that you have as an individual to make this team, to make this church all that it can be. You sitting where you are today, don't, don't fall out of the race. Don't pull back. Don't withdraw. Press in further. Push in harder. Become more tight-knit with this team. You know, what does it say in, the, in Acts 2? It says, and they were all together in one place with one accord. What does that mean? They, had one, they were single-minded. They were focused on what God was going to do. God speaks through the man and woman of God, and you outwork that vision. God speaks through you guys. You get on board. You let your heart, you get your mind, you get your soul, get knitted to that vision. The power of God falls in this place, and lives are transformed. Amen? And and I love this because in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scorning its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He fulfilled his ministry. He fulfilled his mission. He's now seating at the right hand of the Father. He's released the Holy Ghost into our lives. Now we need to fulfill our ministry. Now we need to keep a hold of the baton that's been placed in our hands. We need to not tire. We need to run. 
with everything that we have into what God has for us, into the future of this church. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord God. You need to allow yourselves to be transformed. And, and it says we're transformed as, as, as we look into the mirror of Christ, as we look into the face of the Lord. You know, not looking unto ourselves, but looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That what you aren't today, you can be tomorrow by looking at Christ, not looking at your shortcomings or your, you know, you see, the position you're in is going to require more of you in the future. When the church enlarges, your position's going to enlarge. You may be currently over connect groups or this or that or whatever it may be, but there may come a day where that more is required of you in your current position. How do you, how do you enlarge to, and, and to, to flow with that and go with that and become what you need to be for future requirements? You look Christ in the face. You draw closer to him. You know, what does the Bible say? It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, I, the Bible says, I think it's Proverbs 8, 17, I love those that love me and those who seek me will find me. It's just this intimacy. It's just this drawing on God. When we feel like we're not enough, when we don't have enough, when we don't measure up, we're never going to measure up. I feel inadequate for most things every day of my life. I feel inadequate to get on a plane and come to New Zealand to speak to you because look who I'm addressing. You know, I could sit there and have any one of you address me and I'll be taking down notes and loving it. But the Bible says be ready in and out of season. Have a heart of, of readiness, of willingness to go and do what God puts upon you to do, knowing that he's backing you every step of the way. Amen. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Be a person that just, that just loves God in his presence. You know, I, I could have stood there for an hour and a half praying, just loving it, just loving the presence of God. And he, I, just, I just start to get these visions. I start to get God speaking to me. I get, get, hear God saying stuff about my family, about my church, about my future. About, it's, it's just the presence of God, and nothing beats it, and there's no substitute for it. There is, there is no substitute for the power of God, no presence of God. And uh, we, we just need it. And, we, and I want to encourage you tonight. How can you get more behind the vision of your pastor? How can you get more supportive of the vision of this house? Get more in love with Jesus. Just fall more in love with Jesus. Just, just look him in the eye. Just walk with him day. You know, Adam walked with him in the cool of the evening. We, we can walk with God daily and grow as, as a result of being in his presence. And uh, I believe God is about to change what this place looks like and how it's perceived by the community. And in doing that, he's going to change you. He's going to change how you're perceived. And you're going to have to get bigger. You're going to have to hold yourself in a certain way because the community is going to be looking on. And I tell you, you will be at 1,500 and beyond within three years. I believe that's the word of God speaking to you to prepare you and, and get your hearts ready for the growth that's coming. And, and that's just the beginning. You're going to go far beyond that. This building's going to be too small. You're either going to bust walls out or you're going to buy bigger buildings or you're going to go to stadiums. I don't know what it is that you're going to do, but you're going to do it and you're going to do it in God's timing. But you need to learn who you are in God. You need to see yourself as God sees you. Uh, you need to see yourself as the champion that God has created, ready for the, for the call, ready uh, to have that baton put into your hand. And, uh, and I'm excited. I really believe that you're entering into a season of favour where no giant is going to hold you back. You know, the, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violence take it by force. You know, um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I believe these are just promises and blessings over your church and over the season that you're work, walking into. Uh, 
And here's the deal, I really believe that you as the core team, as the key team, need to cooperate with three things. I believe you need to cooperate with, your, with uh, the Holy Spirit and his leading and, and, and the, the unction and the word of the Holy Spirit that he speaks through your pastors. I believe you need to cooperate, co- cooperate with your pastors. I believe you need to cooperate with each other. And that's where the power of God is going to fall on this house and going to take you into a new dimension. And, and I really believe that God, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to take you into a new dimension. There's going to be increased capacity in this house. There's going to be increased anointing in this house. What you've done in the past that's, that's uh, you know, netted all right results is now going to net great results. You know, and it's not going to take more effort. It's not going to take more, more you know, energy. What it's going to take is you guys cooperating with the Holy Spirit, your pastor and each other, and the touch of heaven's going to get upon that, and you're going to see unbelievable results. People flocking to the house. Salvation. What does the Word of God says? It says today is the day of um, salvation. Today is the day of the Lord's favour. Well, you're entering into that favour. You're entering into it, and that's what you need to get ready for. You need to get ready to accept new Christians into the house. You know, what happens when new Christians come into the house, we need to teach them culture. And, so, and you need to be understanding and welcoming and encouraging of those new people that come into the house. You need to be open. You need to be willing to, to, to draw them in. So come on, it's good. It's good. Let's, let's walk through this together. What does it say? Where there's no oxen, the stable is clean. Well, you know, there's, there's going to be some mess to clean up. That's a great thing. You're going to triple inside. There's going, to, there's going to be some issues to be faced. And that's why God would have you grow and enlarge in capacity. Because like water off a duck's back, it's all good. This is the house of God. And you're, because of your openness and your willingness to accept people and your loving, then, then families are going to be drawn into this place. You know, and, and what does it say? You know, how awesome in this, is this place? This is none other than the house of God. I believe that's going to be the cry of, of people coming. How awesome in this place? I didn't know the house of God was this amazing. I didn't know God was this real. But, but I'm, I'm looking at you guys and, I, and I'm feeling it. I've just made a decision for Christ and I turn around. There's, there's 500 people smiling at me. This place is awesome. I found my family. I found my home. How does it happen? We get bigger. We get bigger. We move in the spirit. Like I was saying before, Acts 2, that they're all together in one place with one accord. One accord. One set of values. One mindset. One dream. One vision. You know, ready, ready to take the future. Ready to see this city one for Christ. Being all together in one place. In this awesome place. Trusting in God. So what I want to, want to talk about with you quickly here tonight is, is moving in the Spirit and with the Spirit. Because I believe in you uh, increasing um, in your capacity that, that you're going to have the ability corporately and as individuals to move in the Spirit and, and God's going to require you to move with the Spirit and the leading of the Spirit. And uh, I have prayed for people and I do pray for people and we'll be doing this tomorrow uh, all over the world and seeing people healed and miraculous signs and wonders and miracles. And I praise Jesus for that. Uh, and the one thing I've learned is just to rely on God and to move in the Spirit and with the Spirit. Uh, to move in God. See, because if I try and do something without the Spirit of God, it's just me trying to do something. It's not going to bring any results. But as I move in God uh, and His leading and His timing, I just see, you know, miracles that are just phenomenal. Uh, I remember we were at our local mall uh, and there was just this group of about 60 people around the bottom of the escalators. And what had happened was a 77-year-old lady had fallen down the escalators and she'd literally split like a sausage from her hip to her ankle. And there was just this huge puddle of blood around her. And uh, there was just 60-odd people just sitting there, just, you know, just staring. 
And so I kind of pushed through the crowd. I was there with my dad and my sister. I, I took my shirt off. I wrapped, you know, put it around a leg, wrapped it up. But the, in all honesty, there was more blood out of her than in her. And uh, I just felt God say, just rebuke death. And uh, so we, we just, you know, kind of did our leg up as best as we could. And we, we just prayed for her and rebuked death. An ambulance came. And, you know, you know when someone's dying, their eyes roll back in their head. They, you know, lose all bodily function. They're, they're on their way out. She was there. All these things were happening. Uh, she was pale and grey, hardly breathing. You know, she was on her way. We rebuked death, and she ended up having a hundred and something stitches up her leg, and they released her from hospital the next day. Was, and, and I praise God for that. And it's, it's just moving in the spirit, hearing what God says. You know, being bold enough to step out into what he has for us. And, and we need to do that, whether you're the senior minister, whether you're the head deacon, whether you're the, the you know, altar call attendant, you're the person that puts the words up on the street. It doesn't matter. God, is, God can, can move through you. God can anoint your life uh, to, to be someone that brings back life where there was death. I believe that's what God requires of all of us. And like I was saying there before, there's no substitute for the Holy Spirit. I can't pray the best prayer in the world not having the Holy Spirit with it and see change come. I can't preach to you the greatest message you've ever heard but have no spirit behind it and see change come. I need the Holy Spirit. It's not about hype. It's not about me getting you all excited and telling you how fantastic. It's about carrying an anointing upon our lives to see change. And, and I can tell you a whole lot of gibberish, but if the Holy Ghost is on it, you're going to get changed and he's going to deal with you and he's going to... And, and see, there's going to be people that come in to the service that don't understand the Word of God, but they understand the Holy Spirit. They have an encounter with heaven. Their lives are changed and then they start to understand and the things and the mysteries of the Word of God are unlocked to their lives. Amen. Ephesians 3.18, this is the Apostle Paul saying, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't damage our churches. It enhances our churches. The Holy Spirit brings uh, brings growth and change to our churches. And we need to embrace that. We need to not get drunk on wine. We need to be filled with the Spirit. And that's not just our leaders. That's all of us. We need to be filled with the Spirit. And what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? It means that every area of our life is drenched, is soaked, is covered with, is, is, is filled. You know, and the Bible says that God has to fill us to overflowing. Uh, and and, I, and I, I don't know any other way to really impact a person's life. As a pastor, you deal with a lot of issues. I, I had somebody just come up to my house the other day saying, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. My, my brother's just told me he thinks he's gay. And now this is, a re- this is a church family. This is a really close family. This is a family that this, that this kind of thing could rip apart. What do you do? I said, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's get the peace of heaven on this. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. You know, my yoke is easy, my burden is... I don't know. What, what do I say to this guy that's going to be of any consequence or bring any change to his life, but I can bring the Holy Ghost? And, and he left change, and he left with some hope. And so I, said, I said, you know what? You don't have to accept this. And as I started to, to speak to him, and, and I waited on God, the Holy Spirit started speaking through me. I said, you know, you, you can speak creatively into the atmosphere and rebuke the devil that's, that's lying to him, you know, that's bringing confusion. You just speak, he's got a sound mind. That, that you, you just speak, you know, and, and release the Holy Ghost onto this situation. And, and, and he changed from, his countenance changed from when he came to when he left. We're at church the other night and somebody starts manifesting and, and a guy comes up and says, he's got, he's got demons on him. And so we just rebuke that thing and say, Holy Ghost, get on his life. And, and, and the devil leaves instantly and his countenance changed. I don't know what else to do except get filled with the Holy Ghost because there's not so much of me that people need or want, but the Holy Ghost in me is what people need and what people want.
And, you know, we need to be people that are willing to get filled and then willing to let the Holy Ghost flow out of our lives. Amen. What does the Bible say? God is my refuge and my strength. What is that? It's our shelter. It's our place of escape. People are wanting a place of shelter and a place of escape. And that needs to be the house of God. And that will be the house of God when people are, are loved and welcomed and where they sense the Holy Spirit. Where they, you know, when your pastor moves out in the Holy Spirit, where you allow the Spirit to move in this place where it gets on people's lives and touches them and, and brings hope where there's hopelessness and brings healing where there's sickness. That's where people will find this place as a place of shelter. But, uh, you know, how do we move in the Spirit? Number one is be filled with the Spirit. I tell you, when the Word of God and the Holy Spirit combine, you've got a creative force that can't be stopped. When you've got the Word of God living on your life and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can speak, speak out creatively and things will happen. The Bible says, speak into being those things that aren't as though they are. I tell you, as leaders, we need to have a voice. We need to know the Word of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to speak boldly and confidently uh, to our future, to our circumstances, to things that would rise up against our leadership, to uh, you know, lying accusations from the enemy. We need to have a voice. You need to have a voice. And it's not just Dave and Kate. It's not just your pastors. It's, it's you as leaders in this house. You can have a voice that speaks to the future of this house. You can have a voice that, that protects the name of this house, that, that uh, you know, refutes any lies that that, that would come through the community or, or any other way. You, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1.1, you know, it says that, that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the darkness and over the waters of the deep. And God spoke and created and, you know, said, let there be light in there and light was. And, and that's the same in our lives, that we can speak light into dark places. We can speak light into people's lives. We can, you know, you know and so what we need to do is just consume the Word of God. What is it saying, Joshua? It says, do not let the, the words of this book depart from your mouth, but meditate on them day and night. What is it saying, Psalm 1? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, or sits in the way of sinners, or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the law. And on his law he meditates day and night. He shall be a tree planted by streams of living water that yields its fruit in season. Whatever he does shall prosper. You won't be stopped as you combine the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in your life. Get filled. That's how you move in the Spirit. Number two. Put your mind on the Spirit. What do you think about all day long? You see, because you're going to have to think more on God. You have to going to put your mind, your mind on the things of the Spirit if you're going to enlarge in God. Uh, now, I, I might preach a message tomorrow about making space for God because all of us want to be used mightily. All of us want to carry the power of God on our lives. All of us want to be agents of change that see the world turned upside down for God. But most of us don't want to get rid of the things that are blocking up our lives. We don't want to make space for God. But if you want to move in the Spirit and in the timing of the Spirit, you're going to have to put your mind on the things of the Spirit. You're going to have to meditate on the Word of God so that you can prosper, so that you can, you know, it, it leaf, it's, um, whose, whose leaf will not wither, but brings forth fruit in season. See, God, had, there's seasons in our lives that we move through, and God wants us to be men and women that bring forth fruit in season, that we're not out of time, we're not out of step, we're, we're in the timing of God, we're in this, because we're thinking like God thinks, we're thinking on what God puts on our heart to think on. And I don't know about you, but sometimes God speaks to you, but it's not convenient. And, and, he's, and, and I'm right in the middle of this, God. I, I, I'm, what, are you, what are you talking to me like that? You know, it's, it's like my three-year-old son. It's 10 seconds to go in the 400 metres final and you're sitting there and, and he jumps straight in front of the television. Dad! 
dad and he, and he wants your attention it doesn't matter you know get out of the way and I'm trying to move he moves every way I move it's like when God wants your attention just listen and see I'm not going to watch the end of that race anyway because he's not going to let me and but God will let you because it's a choice to, to think on you know the things of God what does it say? Whatever's righteous, whatever's holy, whatever's pure, whatever's just, think on these things. So it's a choice that we have to think on the things of the Spirit. And, but for us to get bigger in God, we need to do these things because it becomes a discipline in our life. See, God isn't interested in your timing. He wants you to be interested in His timing. And change and growth and increase comes when we're more interested in God's timing, in God's leading and in what He's saying to us. And when we think on the things of the Spirit, what does it say? Uh, Romans 8 verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh, uh, for those living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Romans 8 verse 6 says, uh, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I love it, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, what does it say? That the wages for sin is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I don't know about you, but I just want more life and peace, you know, in my world. I don't want any more death. I want life and peace. I want peace in my borders. I want peace in my coming and in my going. I want the peace of heaven in my family, in my work, in my finances. How do I get it? I get it by putting my, my, thing, my mind on the things of the Spirit, on the things of God. And, uh, you know, when you put your mind on the things of the Spirit, you start to see things and you get visions. And if you get visions... Whatever you can see, you can have. You see, because what you see and give birth to in the spirit, you can see come to pass in the flesh. And God wants to show you impossibilities made possible in your mind. God wants you to wait on the spirit and see things that haven't happened to date that were promised to you, that you know were words from God come to pass in the future. And God wants you to see your prayers being answered. Your prayers for this church, your prayers for increase, your pr prayers for growth, your prayers for the future. God wants you to see them coming to pass. And you see them coming to pass when you go and wait and you see things in the spirit. When you, when you let your mind dwell on the things of heaven, on the things that are good, on the things that are just, on the things that are right. Amen. Number three, you've got to walk in the anointing. Is this all right? Fantastic. We're going to pray for some people soon. Praise Jesus. Walking in the anointing. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If you want to get bigger, don't go where the Holy Spirit's not. Go where the Holy Spirit is. You see, because I might be 5 foot 11 physically, but in the spiritual realm, I'm a giant. You're giants. Your pastors are giants. But I'm only a giant because I've got the Holy Spirit on me covering me, being, being my, my guide, going before me, acting on my behalf. I'm, I'm only big because of God's bigness. You know, the Bible says we serve an unlimited God. Our God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's before all things, at the end of all things, He's during all things. You know, the Bible says that heaven is His throne, the earth is His footstool. That, you know, we need to walk in the anointing. And, and each of us have an individual anointing. Each of us have a unique anointing. Walk in the anointing that is on your life. You see, I don't. I walk in the anointing of healings and 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 you know the prophetic, but other people walk in the anointing for salvation. Other people walk in the walk in the anointing that's on you, and God has assembled you here together as a team and as a family with unique and individual anointings, so that you will complement each other.
so that you will be, you'll be made as the whole body in this house. God wants you to walk in the anointing that's on your life. Don't, you can't be indifferent to the things of God and expect him to move powerfully on your behalf. You have to accept. You have to welcome. You have to walk in. And it's like a suit you put on. Have you ever seen somebody that just, you know, they, they may enter a room with a pair of stubbies and a, a singlet on and you've, you've got this view of them. But take them out the back and put a $2,000 Armani suit on them, a tie, some, some cufflings, and have them walk in the room. You'll think of them totally different. Well, what the world needs is men and women of God who know who they are, who walk in the anointing that's on their life. What, it, what anointing is on your life? Can you identify the anointing that's on your life? The way you might, be, you might get bigger is because, you know, tonight you identify the anointing that's on your life. And you say, you know what, this is who I am. I'm not going to hide from it anymore. I'm not going to reject it anymore. I'm going to accept it and I'm going to put that anointing on. Like, like a jacket. You know, Joseph with his multicolored um, coat that he could have taken off at any time and thrown away, but he didn't. You know, even though it was something that identified him as, as being different, as being special, as being favored, he, he, he didn't take it off. You know, even though it, 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 it um, drew ridicule from his brothers and, and they looked at him different, he didn't take it off. He walked in what, what the favor that God, and, and that's the anointing of God is the favor of God for your life. God will only anoint those he can trust. And if he's put an anointing upon you, it's because he knows he can trust you with that anointing. But we need to walk in that anointing. Amen? Don't rush. Just walk and rest in the power of the Spirit. It's, it's your sufficiency. Sometimes we think we need more. You don't need more than the Holy Spirit. You and God are the majority. You and God, you and God change things. You and God make things happen. God is your sufficiency. The Holy Ghost, the anointing upon your life. The Bible says that the anointing upon your life will break yokes, will set people free, will bring sight to the blind, will, will open deaf ears. You know, what does it say in Isaiah 61? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me too. You see, you need to walk in the anointing because there's a purpose in the anointing being on your life. There is, there is, there is a purpose in God getting on you, and it's to bring change, and it's caused you to be what you weren't and make you what he wants you to be. Amen. I love the anointing of God. You see, I'm, I'm a bit of a mess without God, and I'm a mess without the anointing of God upon my life. I can give you my home phone number. My wife will testify to that. My kids will probably testify. You know, I just need God. I want God. I want to walk in that anointing. That's how I get bigger, and that's how you'll get bigger. Amen. Number four, do what the Holy Spirit says. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. Just do it. Just be obedient to God. Just be obedient to the Holy Spirit. If you want to see Hastings and Napier and, and Hawk Bay Central, is that right? Central Hawks Bay. Changed, turned upside down, impacted by God. Just do what God says. Just do what he says every time he says it. Uh, this is Robert Kyanja, uh, who's seen, I think, more than 330 people raised from the dead in Africa. Probably more now. He says, if the dead can hear him, the living should obey him. He speaks to the dead and they rise. And if the dead can hear him, you know, God, when he speaks to us, isn't waiting for our response or isn't waiting for an answer. He's waiting for our attention. When he says something to us, he just wants obedience. He wants, you know... You can't say, here I am, God, send me, use me. If you're not going to use it, if you're not going to be obedient with it, because it's not going to last long. You need to be obedient to what God asks of you, and you need to pour out what God asks of you. 
And, um, you know, I just remember so many times I'll be walking along, God will say, give that person $5. It's like, God, please don't do this now. And he's like, just give them five bucks. And it means nothing. And they probably think I'm an idiot. But it's just God just testing me. I'll walk along. I don't know if you noticed it today, but somebody had dropped a, a clip off their pen and somebody else had trodden on it and it broke. And then there was a plastic lid on the floor, on the upstairs. And as I'm walking along, God says, pick it up. I'm kind of like, I, I really don't have to pick this up. God, don't you know who I am? They brought me here to speak. They flew me over from Australia. He says, pick it up. I was like, God, please. you know, and so I just bend over and just pick it up. And then it's literally, it's not even generally put it in the bin or doing it. I just put it on the table. But it's just God's, you know, God's speaking to me. You know, I want to hear God clearly. I want to know the voice of God. I want to know the leading of God. I want to, I want to, you know, when he says anything to me about it, I want to be able to differentiate his voice from other voices, from the voice of the devil, from the voices in my head, from the voices of the world. I want to know that it's God speaking to me. And he speaks to us clearly and he speaks to us, you know, in, in things. You know, what does it say? God uses the wisdom of the world to confound the wise. Uh, you know, the, is that how it goes? The foolish things to confound the wise, not the wisdom. Um, sometimes just, just do what God says do crazy things I was sharing a story today about um, years ago early on I said God use me let me be powerful let me be mighty God I want to change lives and, and then I'm standing there worshiping he says put your hand on the back of the lady beside you I was like I, I don't even know her. I, her she's a big lady her husband's a big man why, why would I do that and, uh, and he said just put your hand on the back of the lady beside you and tell her she's healed I said no he says, hang on, you just asked me to use you powerfully. He said, you know, you want, to, you want me to move through your life? I'm asking. I said, no, that's just, that's just stupid. He said, yeah, that's right. Just do what I'm asking of you. And, and I put my hand on the lady's back, and I felt bones go across the palm of my hand. She fell to the ground crying, ran out of the church, didn't come back for all of the service. Comes in at the end of the service dripping with sweat. For 45 minutes, she'd been running around our campus. You think, wow, that's funny, that's weird, whatever. For six years, she'd had three vertebrae, three vertebrae out of place. And that month, she was waiting to get a, an operation. Elective surgery had taken six years because it was, you know, it was elective. Uh, that month, for the month prior to coming to church that day, she hadn't got off her bed. She hadn't gone to work. She was struggling with money because she, she wasn't working. Her um, uh, sick pay had run out, all that kind of stuff. She said, God, I don't care what happens. I'm going to church today and I'm getting my answer. And I heard God say, put your hand on her back and tell her she's healed. She never had to have an operation. God healed her instantly. Her vertebrae clicked back into place. The doctors couldn't explain it. But I was just being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Being obedient. You know, we want to get bigger, but we don't want to pay the price sometimes. We want to get bigger, but we want it to be convenient. Your pastor may ask things of you that aren't convenient. They don't have to be convenient. Your pastor may ask things of you that are awkward or confronting. That's okay. That's why they're the pastors. That's why they're the head of the house. Amen? Hey, I, I, I do stuff all the time that doesn't seem to get any recognition that when no one else is looking, that the pastor asks me to do. And it's good. It's good for me because it keeps my attitude in check. It keeps my spirit in check. It's like, you know what? I laid my life down. I said, God, you can have me. Use me. Do whatever you want through my life. I, unless I take it back up again, that's still me. But it's a choice I make. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak to you through your pastors, speak to you through your cell leaders, speak to you through whoever your oversight is. And if you're obedient to what's being asked of you, whether it is convenient, whether it is comfortable, whether it's confronting, maybe awkward, if you will rise above that and go, you know what, 
I believe this is God. I believe this is, I'm just going to do it anyway. You will, you will increase your capacity. You will increase your effectiveness. You'll increase, uh, you know, in your ability to impact your community. Amen. I love that. If the dead can hear him, the living should obey him. Number five, waiting on God. If you want to move in the street, you've got to wait on God. And that's not stand still and stop, but that's just wait on God. And Isaiah 40, 31 says, For those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings uh, like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. I believe that God is, is allowing this church to enter into a season of favor where you're going to run. But you're going to be, have the ability to run and keep on running, keep on pressing forward, keep on taking ground because you wait on God. Because you're a people that seek God. You've got your own prayer closet. That yes, you come to church prayer meetings. Yes, you attend church, you know, corporate church meetings. But you, you seek God and you wait on God by yourself. You have that time. And I, I don't know, and I'd, but I'd ask you here tonight, what is that time that you spend with God? Do you, do you know it? If I said to you right now, you know, every day, what, where, where do you, is it morning? Is it night? Is it as you drive to work? Do you have a time where you spend with God? Do you wait on God or, or is God just fitting into, you know, what your lifestyle is? Well, I get up, I grab a coffee, I grab my, my toast, I jump in the car. You know, you know, God doesn't want to fit into our schedule. He wants us to fit into his schedule. He wants us to come to that place like Adam did data where we walk in the cool of the evening, where we get intimate, where we wait on him. And, you know, miracles take time. You, you can't rush this. Thing. You can't tell the Holy Ghost to heal somebody and then go, all right, you're done. Are you all right now? We're, we're good. Sometimes you'll pray for somebody, it's instantaneous. Sometimes you've got to wait on God and you've got to believe in God and you've got to go to faith when they're not in faith. You've got to go to, you know, you need to, you know, just believe that what you've prayed and what you've commanded in the spirit is, is what's going to happen and what's going to outwork in their lives. And sometimes somebody can be on the ground for an hour and then they get up and they're healed. Sometimes it'll take six months, but it's, it's waiting on God and moving in His timing. Amen? Praise God. No, I want to pray for some people if that's all right. And I, I really believe God's going to do something here tonight. That it's, it's Like I said before, He's going to unlock people and He's going to set some people free. And, uh, and God is a good God. He's a gracious God and He's a faithful God. And when God speaks and says there's going to be change, change will be. You know, I love what the Bible says. It says that, you know, God looks over his word. You know, when we speak anything in his name, he, he looks over that word to perform it. And uh, I believe there was some of you here tonight that you've had promises spoken into your life that haven't come to pass as yet, and you're getting anxious about those, those dreams and desires coming to pass. And I believe the, the peace of God is going to come upon you tonight, that you're going to realize that those, those dreams, those promises are coming to pass. And if that's you, I just want you to come out the front, and I'm going to pray for you, and a few other things as well. There's somebody here, and you love being a part of the team, you love being a part of this church, but fear grips you. It's just literally fear grips you, and it's like the devil holds you bound. And I want you to come forward, and God's going to break that off your life tonight. If everybody just wants to pray or look away to God, do whatever you do. Heavenly Father, move tonight. Move tonight, Lord God. Move tonight, Lord God, in people's worlds. Jesus, my God. 
my God, my God, Masaka Reke Palabarata Kata, Shoko Reke Lemarate Sikilabarata, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Jesus, change right now, Masaka Labarakata, Rakata, God, right now the promises of heaven being deposited, peace rising right now. Just lift your hands, right? Is this fear? Yeah, is it just fear? Yeah. Lift your hands right now. God, I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus Christ and I speak faith. I speak increase. I speak enlargement. I speak enlargement. Fear go in the name of Jesus Christ. Rakata fear. Go in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now I break your whole devil. Be healed. Shukura. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Sukuraka Pelabarata. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Peace come. There it is. Just let it go. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Sukuraki Pelabarata Kalakata. Holy Ghost. Peace of heaven. You know, it's like I see you pushing a wheelbarrow that's full to the brim, that's heavy, that's, that's awkward, that's off balance. And it's, and it's like you've been pushing this thing forever. You've been carrying this weight. And I see God, it's just like the Holy Ghost, you're just offloading, offloading, offloading all those things that you've been carrying for so long. I see the peace of God entering your life right now. I see your capacity being, being enlarged. I see faith being in, reinvigorated and reunited on the inside. God is a good God. He's promised you things at a young age and they will come to pass. They will come to pass. Those promises, those things that he spoke to you, the devil comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. But I've come to give you life and life in abundance. And I believe tonight you're going to get a fresh vision. You see, you shelved certain things, saying, well, maybe I heard God in, you heard God correctly the first time. Take those things off the shelves, polish them back up, and be in readiness to, to, to accept every good and great gift that your Father has for you. Jesus, right now. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, right now. Right now. Right now, there's release. There's release in your spirit. It's like you've had this blockage that you desire the things you know you desire the things of God you desire what he has for you you want to walk obediently there's just been this blockage and it's like a blockage from the past and God said he's unstopping it right now he's unstopping that the, the Holy Spirit is going to flow through your life and use you powerfully you're going to see through eyes of the Spirit you're going to hear through ears of the Spirit. God is going to use you and you're going to be almost become a sounding board for people. They're going to come and, and seek wisdom and understanding from you and you're going to seek answers from God and give them the right, the right counsel. I believe you're going to be a man that, that uh, carries weight, carries authority and that, that brings uh, government to people's lives. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Right now, lift both hands, mate. Heavenly Father. Though they've taken a time, Lord God, deliver these dreams. The peace of heaven right now. 
healing in his life, healing in his body. My God, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, I speak healing. Heavenly Father, your word says that we will lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. Recover in Jesus' name. My God, right now. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, never the same. Heavenly Father, I rebuke the lies of the devil. Right now I release hope. Right now I release faith. Right now I release the touch of heaven in your life. Peace come. Jesus. Devil, get off a heart and a mind. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Just take that. Just take that. Jesus. Jesus, your peace. Jesus, Jesus. I don't know whether to pray for healings tonight or tomorrow or... Exactly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there's somewhere that you get pain down your leg, whether it was shin splints or you've had torn muscles or ligaments in your leg and leads down into your ankle and gives you pain in your foot. If that's you, just come forward and pray for it. Somebody, you get great pain through your jaw and it's almost like your jaw clicks. Um, it's, it's like, and it, and it can be, you can just be... Uh, speaking or you can be doing things and your jaw clicks and you get pain and, and you get headaches as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Be healed. Pain leave. Healing come. There it is. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Power of belief. Just stay there, mate. Just stay. If God's on you, just stay there. Jesus. Jesus. Nothing is irreversible. All things are possible in Jesus. I want to pray for people. If, if, you're, if you're saying to God, I want a greater anointing for service in the house. I want, a, I want a, a larger anointing upon my life. I want, a, I want bigger vision. I want an ability to have a, an open spirit. That's good. That's good. That's good. The ones that aren't there, get them the whipping. Yes. For the rest of you sinners. I'm just... 
perhaps Pastor Dave and Pastor Mike might pray with us. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Feel free to prophesy In Jesus' name, Rabba Sakara Muta, power of God, yes, Lord, thank you, Lord, increase and enlargement of capacity, increase, hallelujah, that's all, thank you, Lord, Bush, hallelujah, Bush, Holy Ghost, come, power of God, thank you, Lord, oh, this is fun, it's the power of God, Holy Ghost, Jaya. Thank you, Lord. Call up Aranda Ramakashi.
Praise the Lord. More Lord. More Lord. Shalla Baranda Ramasite. Holy Ghost. Touch him, Lord. Increase, Lord. We just cry for that enlargement. Anointing that increases and enlarges. Yes. Restores the mind. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Shalla Baranda Ramasite. More. Fire. Let the fire come. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, more, more. Yes, more. Oh, hey, hey, more. <laughs> Two, more. <sighs> more. We. Thank you, Lord. That fire increase. Thank you, Lord. The fire, 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 fire. Give him more. He needs more. That's right. Come on, fire. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's right. Amen. Is there anyone who'll get and prophesy over? We've just got a few more minutes. Oh, who wants a prophecy? It's a long word. Just come pray for time. No, no. There we go. Lynn? Yeah, this no, is Dot. It's Dot, isn't it? Yes. The husband's Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. We get, no, that's right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, rapa te si, kiala baraka ta kata, rapa papa te kiala barata, sukura barata, masse ke reka mea baliba te se kiala papa ta. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, shukuraka papa te kiala baraka ta. This is a word I've got for Kate tomorrow, but I believe it's a word that, that God's given me for you, that God's giving wings to the vision and dimension to the dreams that he's placed in your life. And that which you haven't realized or that which hasn't come to pass for a long is about to come to pass, says the Lord. And I see you, you in your own right have a ministry. You, in a, you, you reach out and, I, and it's, it's like for those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as we, I believe God has given wings to the vision. That what you have, and I believe that God will call you to run, and God will call you to continue to press into what you've, you've had thoughts of letting it go. You've had thoughts of, of slowing down, and I hear God saying, run, woman. Run, run woman. Yeah. Run, woman. And I will give you the supernatural strength and energy to run all the way to the end. And, and you've got many years of effectiveness ahead of you. It's almost like the devil's spoken to your life and said, now you're tired. Just slow down. Just come on. Just relax. Just calm down. God's saying, get excited. Get fired up. Get ready for the next stage and the next uh, level of effectiveness that I'm drawing you to. I'm giving wings to the vision. I'm giving you strength this day, says the Lord. Look under me and watch what I will do through you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Right. Jill, Jill, quickly come on. That's more, more, more. 
Word of God says that God is a rewarder of those who seek Him. I don't just see a reward. I see a crown being placed upon your head. I see that many, you know, through the fire of affliction, I have I've seen you, and 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 I hear God say, "You've been through many things that nobody even knows. You've come out the other side smiling." And I just say, right now, you're entering not only into a season of favour, but you're entering into a season of reward. And for your faithfulness, for your diligence, for standing when you didn't have to stand, for standing when others would have fallen, for for the strength that is in you and the the godly uh, example that you've shown to to those in in generations below you, God is bringing a reward into your life. My God, right now, reward this woman. Touch a heaven. In Jesus' name, sokuraka. Thank you, Lord, Father. Thank you. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Get ready for the fight of your life. Prepare yourself. Get ready for the fight of your life. I, I, I see you standing in front of stadiums. I see you standing in front of large multitudes preaching the word of God. But I hear God saying, get ready for the fight of your life because the devil is going to contend for it every step of the way. I believe right now the Lord would say that you need to get people around your life that are going to support you in prayer, that are going to intercede on your behalf. And right now you need to determine there's a, there's a line being drawn in the sand. And you need to step over that line and say, that I'm spoiled for anything else. Right now, this is what I have to do. Right now, this is what I'm going to do. And I tell you, God is bringing strength. He will be your sufficiency. He will be your ever-present help in times of danger. Know that the devil is coming, but know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Know that the, the, the power of God, the touch of God, the, the, the mind of God is coming upon you. And I believe that right now, God is taking you out of one place, putting you in another place. And his favour and his anointing and his blessing is resting upon your life in greater measure. You're a faithful woman. You're a mighty woman. You are, you are a thorn in the side of the enemy. And you need to know he's going to react to that, but you don't have to take what he says. You don't have to believe the lies of the enemy. You can stand on the truth of the word of God. You can go to faith. You can go to the spirit. And God is going to cause you to, to see things from his perspective. As, as you look into Jesus, you're going to see the reflection of how he sees your circumstances. Mighty woman of God. And who knows, but for such a time of this, you have been calling. I believe that's a... That's a a scripture that's been bouncing around on the inside. But who am I? How can I stand before the king? How can you not? <laughs> Increase the noise. In Jesus' name. Is this all right? God's good. The devil's bad, but we win. Fantastic. What was your name? Beryl. Beryl? Nice to meet you, Beryl. It's all women tonight. The men are too complex. And too... No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I believe God's putting tools in your hand, weapons in your hand. And you're going to rise up and you're going to stand in the gap for a generation that uh, your heart bleeds for. I see you as someone that is, 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 a, is a mother at heart. 
You're a mother of, of the street kids. You're a mother of, of the lost. You're a mother of those that are hurting. And, and I see you, not only is he going to give you tools, but he's going to give you the ability to put your arms around those that no one else will. You're going to have the ability to speak into, into lives and young lives that no one else will take the time or, or has the care to do. And I, and I see that God is making a way. You're like, well, how can I fit that into my schedule? How can I? You, you've got a dream in your heart and God's going to make way for that dream. God's going to provide for that dream. And I, I just see an open heaven over your world where the provision of God is going to come to you that you can do what he's called you to do. And I believe God is, today would ask you to stand in faith that he is able that you would go to, to faith and you'd believe that the impossible is going to be made possible, that you're going to know that all needs are met. And, uh, you know, like, like Hebrews, you're going to cast off all cares. There's, there's cares, there's things in your own world that, that you think, well, how is this going to happen? How is that? You're just going to cast those things off. You're going to go to faith. You're going to look Christ in the face and he's going to be your sufficiency and he's going to provide for what you need when you need it. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. What he's asked of you, if you'll step out and do it, there will be a miracle. Oh, do some more. <laughs> Praise God. Do you want to just come out the front? I'm oh, sorry, I don't know names, but Bruce. Fantastic. Jesus. Holy Ghost, just lift your hands, mate. Shate kya rakapate, sikya la barakata, sukumarate kya la barakata, sukurakapate. I see God's ordering things that have been in a state of confusion. God's bringing order where there's been mess and he's aligning things and he's positioning things. And I believe God at this time would ask you to be flexible, not rigid. He would ask you to flow and move in his, his leading and his guiding, his timing, knowing that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. That there's been to you probably a season of, of mess in your life, but God's ordering. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And it's literally like, you know, the Bible says that God is a lamp unto our feet, that I, I, I see the, the, the lamp of God, the ordering of your steps as you walk in peace, as you walk in God's timings, as you, you rely not on your own strength or not rely not on your own intellect, but you walk in God, you trust in God, you wait on God. He's going to order your steps and the season that you're entering into is going to be a season of blessing. The, the direction that God's taking you to is going to be good for your life, even though it may be on a tangent or on a different direction to what you had been walking. And I see strength coming upon your life. I see discipline coming into your world. And it's all good. And it's going to make the man that God dreamed of. It's going to make the man that you've desired to be. And you're a great man. But God is going to take you on still. He's going to take you on further. He's going to take you to the next thing. But he's ordering your steps. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Jesus. Jesus. God has brought you here strategically. That you will act strategically. And Brent, you're, you're going to launch an offensive against the enemy from your position in this house. And you are going to be a key uh, member of this house uh, uh, in, in, in getting the next generation. 
in, in taking a hold of and apprehending young lives, of bringing God to another generation, of speaking. And I, and I see you uh, getting, getting this school and the ministry, uh, this church and the ministries of this church into the schools, into the universities, and I see you being a, a face and a presence in the community. When people are going to think of Julian, and I don't know what your last name is, but they're, they're going to think of church, they're going to think of youth ministry, they're going to think of power, they're going to think of Julian. And, and it's an anointing that's coming upon your life that you need to step into, that you need to be bold and confident in, that you need to stand up and wear it as, as a prize. Wear the mantle and wear the anointing that's coming upon your life because it's a, it's a mantle uh, of favour. It's a, it's a mantle that is attractive to others. It's a mantle that is going to grow this house. Jesus. Boldness and confidence. Shataka <laughs> The old is gone, the new has come. Right now you're living in a new day. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I just, I, I just hear God saying, fear nothing. Fear no man. Fear no retribution. Fear not, not the past, but look to your future. Because your future is bright. Your future is anointed. Your future is in this house. It's a big future. It's a bright future. And I tell you, God has put a word in your mouth. It's like it says in Jeremiah 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And it's, and it's like it goes through your mind at times. How could you know me, God? How could you know I was going to go through this? How could you know? You know, Before I knew you, I, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nation. God has put a word in your mouth that he wants to come out. God has put a word in your mouth, mighty woman. God has put a word in your mouth that is going to come out and is going to change lives. Your testing is going to become your testimony. The words that come forth from your mouth are going to unlock women's lives all over the place, all over this nation, all over this, these, the, cities and the surrounding cities and towns. God is going to use you if you'll allow yourself to be used. God is going to bring you through what you've gone through to be a, a tower of strength. And, and I believe that right now you are living in a new day. Right now you are, you are, are living under an open heaven. And the blessing of God is available for you. The favor of God is available for you. And the peace of heaven. It's almost like you just need to just, just lay, lay down a few, a few things, a few cares, a few work. Just, just take a hold. It's like God, I, I see, standing before you, holding his hands out. Just wanting to take a hold of your hands. And show you that it's all going to be alright. Show you that uh, he is there for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus. Let's give the Lord a clap. Thank Him. Wonderful Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. Your words for us are good. Your plans for us are continually good. Thank you, Lord, for things you've spoken to us tonight. Lord, so often it's in the simple things that you enlarge us. We just pray, Lord, that that which is said into our heart, spoken in our heart, coming from heaven to us, O God, Lord, let it find a resting place and bring forth fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. You enjoyed Christian tonight? Come on, let's give him a clap. Just appreciate him. Fantastic.